0: Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 in 1280 The Zone. It is time to talk some jazz playoff basketball. Out to the zone phone we go. Joining us now, jazz forward George Niang on The Big Show. George, thank you very much for a few minutes. How's it going?
1: It's good. it's going well. It's going well. Uh, I can't complain. We're, we're obviously getting prepared uh, for the Clippers and, and real excited uh, about the game being tomorrow. I think after you know Wednesday we were kind of – you know, ready for a couple of days off, but I think we're we're uh, anxious to get back out there and playing again.
2: George, is it? Uh, this is a weird question, but is it fun playing playoff basketball? It seems like if you're if you love playing a game, it, it it's a riot out there.
1: Oh my God, are you kidding me? We get to play, you know, and I would say close to a, a full arena. Um, you know, just the energy that was brought back into the arena with, you know, them letting the close to, to full capacity has just been unreal. And I think, you know, if you can't get up for, for playoff basketball, I mean, what, what better opportunity, what better you know, privilege we have to, to play in the playoffs uh, against another team that is predicted, you know, just as good as we are. It's going to be a, a lot of fun, and I know all of us are real excited about it.
0: So tell us what you think about the matchup. Give us a little tail of the tape. What do you see with the Clippers?
1: Uh, you know, obviously I think it's going to be a great matchup. You know, obviously they have uh, two superstars uh, over there and, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But, you know, obviously we have we have our strengths and, you know, we've been showing it all year. So we're real excited, you know, to get out there, especially uh, at home with, uh, you know, a home court advantage and get out there and make it happen. Obviously they had... Uh, a grueling seven-game series, um, you know, and we had a, a couple of days to rest, so we're going to look to to take a full advantage of, of that.
2: So, George, I don't want you to give any strategy away, but if you could answer this question, I'm curious: how, what's the best way to beat a switchy defense?
1: <laughs> that's been the that's been the question of the day, huh? Um, you know, I think you really just have to put them in uh, uncomfortable positions. Um, You know, obviously when a switching defense, guys get comfortable with, you know, anticipating screens coming. And, uh, you know, when you just fall right into someone's lap once they're, you know, switching a ball screen, um, it makes life easier for them. So obviously we're going to be trying to move them around uh, in in different positions and, and then obviously get into our actions. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's one way to look at it, but I think this whole year we've, uh, had an offense that's tough to guard with the switching defense and that's our transition, uh, transition offense. So if we can get stops and get out and run, um, you know, I, I like, um, I like how we play when we're out running and, uh, in transition.
0: You know, uh, you know, following you guys and, and your team for years now, it's fun to watch players develop. And I want to ask you about your game because it seems to me you've really made that dribble drive effective and added that to your arsenal. Talk about getting better and improving and adding stuff to your game.
1: Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, I've said this before. After you know what happened to us last year with the bubble and uh, losing in the first round of Denver I think everybody wanted to take a look in the mirror you know this team has been together well since I've been here three years we've kind of had the same core and I think you know at, at some point you know we all want to put all that aside and just how can we individually get better to make all of us better and I think we all did that this offseason and I think so many guys have sacrificed and gotten better and and improve to help make our team better. I think that showed in the regular season. Obviously, the playoffs are different, and you're, we're going to have to keep bringing that you know killer mentality and look to improve every day um, as we go on in this journey. But I think the biggest thing for us is you know we all took time out of our summers to you know understand and realize what each of us could get better at. That helps our team as a whole. Whether if that's guys having uh, you know transitioning their role or it's other guys needing a bigger role. Uh, I think we all took a a look in the mirror, and and we've done a great job of that so far.
2: George, when you look at the Clippers, I mean, they have that strong bench. You guys, uh, uh, by you guys, I mean your bench has been strong this year. And I find that fascinating because it's not like you're going in and taking 20 shots a game. But the shots you do take, it seems like by my memory and going back through the season, you've taken big shots that have really helped the team. So it's not so much a matter of volume; it's just make the key shot at the right time. Is that the way you view it?
1: Oh yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I, I think the way the Jazz have you know organized this team is. You know, we have multiple weapons. And, you know, when you're open, a coach is going to stress for you to shoot the ball. Um, And we have guys that really fit roles that help us win as a team. Um, You look at other teams in the league, and they have individuals that can just put a lot of guys on their back and do things individually. Uh, I think with us, we have guys that are talented enough to do that, but we also have a system that, you know, makes it so you have to guard five different guys. Um, You know, I appreciate you saying me taking... Uh, big shots and making big shots but none of that could be done without Joe creating or Rudy rolling to the rim and, and sinking in the defense or Jordan Clarkson drawing more than one defender um, or, or Mike Conley being able to see in a pick and roll and, and find me so there's uh, so many uh, different you know ways that we score and we have so many different weapons um, so I think all of us are lucky to play alongside of each other because you know, we really make each other look good. And Quentin gets mad when you don't shoot, right? Yeah, I wouldn't want to get caught not shooting and then have to hear what he has to say on the way to the bench. So I would much rather shoot it and and live with the result. And and uh, and most of the time it goes in, right? You, you you can't make shots if you don't shoot them. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: George, it seems like you guys uh, have a fun vibe in the team. You know, a little happy-go-lucky. The the water bottle for the the post-game interviews, and it seems like you and Joe kind of play off each other a little bit. Does that vibe change at all in the playoffs, or do you just kind of try to stay true to who you are?
1: I mean, obviously, you try to stay true to who you are. Um, I think all of us realize the magnitude, uh, you know, of these. These playoffs and how much they mean to us and how bad we want to win, but that's not going to make us change who we are. Obviously, guys are going to come and smile, and I don't think you could ever see Jordan Clarkson not come in um, to a day of, of basketball and not be happy. But when it's game time and the ball goes up, we have a you know a, a serious attitude about us that you know we want to win just as just as bad as uh, you know the the team that not have a fun vibe um, you know about them. You know we just enjoy it. Uh, a little more. Um, so, but I think going forward, you know, the playoffs, you do turn it on um, a little more, especially with you know everything is done at a high level, and you know you you need to be serious uh, for uh, things like that. So, but I don't think that changes how how much we enjoy you know being around each other. It's still fun for us.
2: So, how do you slow down the combination of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George?
1: jeez, Gordon, you want me to email you the Scouting Report? You're asking me some <laughs> brilliant <laughs> questions right now. <laughs> no, I I'm I'm,
0: I'm,
1: I'm I'm just kidding. I mean, those guys were were tremendous, uh, in their last series and, and they're really good players. Um obviously it's gonna be a collective group effort, uh, to slow those guys down. And uh you know, you guys mentioned, you know, their bench being well. It's not just those guys. They have a you know, a full squad that can can get it done, and I think it's going to take a collective group effort to slow those guys down, and then capitalize when those guys aren't clicking on all cylinders. I think uh, um, that's going to be uh, the real task. And, you know, you can't let those guys linger around, and if they're not playing well, you know, you kind of got to continue to throw haymakers and knockout punches, and look to build your lead against them.
2: Hey, Jake, you think that uh, in addition to his shooting, that George should become the Jazz's enforcer if it gets physical out there? <laughs>
1: uh, oh, sure, man. Not? <laughs> you, they're going to give me a technical foul just for talking about this, guys. I, I, I can't be racking up those bills before the series even starts.
0: Am I remembering right that you got thrown out of a G League game in like 30 seconds?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I thought we were gonna talk about positive stuff with the game going on, but you know, that that wasn't one of my brightest moments and uh I was scolded for that and I've I've learned my lesson. You know, it's like when you put your kid in timeout, I got thrown out, that was my time out, I'd never let it happen again. But the
2: physical side of it, George, obviously the playoffs are more physical, they certainly look more physical. How do you guys sort of adapt to that?
1: Uh, you know, you just gotta come in with that killer mentality. You gotta come in and think about Hit first rather than being hit. I mean, uh, not literally, but you know, you, you just can't let someone come in and, and out physical you. You know that that's really how it is in the playoffs. It's it's a kill or be killed mentality. Uh, you got to go out there, be aggressive, uh, be the aggressor, and impose your will. And uh, we're looking to do that you know, going forward.
0: Last thing for me, George, are you looking forward to playing in front of a full house again?
1: Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, you know. Getting back out there with a little taste of it and the Memphis series was amazing. And then I'm hearing that we're going to be able to have a packed house. There's no better place than, you know, uh, home, especially here in Utah, especially when Vivint gets rolling with all its fans in there. It's going to be electric. I'm excited. Um, I think we're all excited and it's going to be awesome
2: so I just want to follow up on that with my last question and it's it, it's related to that it's I think that fans love to hear that they actually can have an effect on the team they're rooting for and and what you're saying George is that you hear it you feel it and it actually does have an effect on what happens
1: Oh 100% you know since I've been my time in the NBA you know obviously I may be a little biased playing at Vivint, you know more than others but there's no better place the energy is electric it's loud you can you can see other guys miscommunicate you know out there because it's so loud and it's just a it's a huge advantage for us you know especially with how passionate our fans are you know we may go on a, a little lull and they're cheering us back we make a three and the house explodes i mean as players you love uh to have the fan support behind you And obviously with COVID, it was a struggle at the beginning of the year. But now that, you know, the house is going to be packed, um, I'm super excited um, for the rest of the playoffs.
2: And I lied. One last thing, George, I want you to know that – you know, Joe Ingles goes on with the morning guys and does that uh, thing he does every week. And I was talking to someone inside the organization. I said, who would be somebody that would be really good to have on? And I got feedback from two or three insiders who said, you are the man.
1: Oh, well, I appreciate that. Does that mean I can take Joe Ingles' job on the, on the morning show? No, we want you He's. he's- He's up at 6 a.m. in the morning, so mine would have to be a little later. No, no. I'm
2: talking about for our show, the big show, right here,
1: right now. Oh, shoot. Sign, sign me up. I'm excited. I'm glad that I'm getting uh, reference to you guys. Let's make that happen. You, you
2: couldn't believe the compliments I was hearing from these people. They were saying, oh, George is enlightened. He's funny. He's entertaining. He's a great guy. All this stuff. And I was going,
1: oh, this is, this is a match made in heaven. Oh my, am I, are they going to invoice me for saying all those nice things about me? <laughs> I,
2: I don't know, but they did. Uh, uh and I that, didn't, I didn't prompt it. it. They were just, you know, saying that you, you're no, no, this is, I'm serious about this. They said the difference between George and some folks is that George has something to say. I thought that was quite a compliment.
1: Oh, that's, that's big time. Whoever that is, tell them, I said, thank you. And, uh, Yeah, I'd love to get on the show more often, guys. You let me know.
0: Absolutely, George. Well, we appreciate you jumping on the show today. Uh, It's great timing going into this series. So thank you very much for a few minutes.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, guys.
0: There you go. George Niang getting ready for playoff round number two. I love that whole idea that these guys love
2: playing in the playoffs. And no duh, right? I mean, that's what you're a professional basketball player. That's the environment you would want to be in. But – isn't it a lot better to be excited
0: about playing than being anxious? Well, I uh, that's or nervous. That's kind of the reason I asked him about the 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 vibe in the team, right? Does it does it change where all of a sudden you know, like a, I, I think of LeBron going social media dark, like what did he call it, zero dark thirty or whatever? <laughs> you know, where it's like there's a new vibe. This is the second season. It's let me put on my serious hat. You know, do you do that with with your team, or if you're like the Jazz, who kind of have a fun type vibe to their team and he mentioned Jordan Clarkson specifically and I think Jordan does a lot of that where his yeah. his attitude's kind of infectious does it does it change or do you stay kind of what's brought you here do you stay with the kind of loose happy go lucky happy for each other vibe
2: yeah i that look i i've talked to enough people we talked to Justin Zanuck about this the other day remember and i think it's a real thing the jazz You hear that, oh, it's a team that plays together and cares about each other and they like each other. I think that's the truth with this team, which is what's so ironic about the whole thing that happened with Donovan and Rudy.
0: Right. I I don't
2: know. I patched that up, it seems like, and everything looks good. But it seems like this team really does
0: have that vibe of what you speak. And I don't know if, you know, I have no idea if Donovan and Rudy are best friends. You know, I'm not they, even saying that's right. what they are. But, but they've gotten their relationship to the point where they can fit into a healthy locker room, or so it would seem, yeah. that they want to pull in the right direction. And then I think some of the peripheral guys just – let me put it this way. I think when that rift was happening, I think a lot of the other guys on the team were played a big role in smoothing that out. Okay. Does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, I get it. I think, I think Donovan and Rudy probably found some middle ground at the encouragement – of some teammates.
2: <laughs> that's kind of like when we get together here and I say to you, come on, Jake, Austin's not that bad. Just work it. It'll be all right.
0: Just work through
2: it. <laughs> Find some middle ground.
0: It'll be okay. Come do it for us.
2: Yeah, and, but I do think it uh, seems to be genuine with the Jazz. I don't think that's just manufactured. Um, and uh, any time you work with somebody and you care about the result, there are going to be times when you maybe... Ruffle a few feathers. I but. way overreacted there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so what, I, I think it's authentic. And uh, if it's not, that would become known, too. It?
0: All right. We'll have uh, more coming up right around the corner. Big thanks to George Niang for jumping on with us. That was a lot of fun. We'll get that up in podcast form coming up very shortly. Of course, uh, wherever you get your podcast, search out The Big Show. Throw us a subscribe Get it, get that, get the big show automatically. Say yeah. say hello to all our podcast listeners out there. Indeed. All right, more big show coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and twelve eighty the zone.